Revenge. Boba Fett, son of the notorious bounty hunter Jango Fett, infiltrated a Jedi cruiser in an attempt to assassinate General Mace Windu, the man who killed his father. After a near miss at Windu's quarters, Boba was forced to destroy the Jedi cruiser and escape with the help of notorious bounty hunter Aura Singh. Now, having lost contact with Admiral Killian, when his doomed starship crashed, the Jedi searched for survivors with the aid of a Republic rescue ship. Again, bucket heads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 90th R2D2 dedicated episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible or so inclined, and you want to help the show out, sweet, 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 five-star reviews, very big help. They are uh, they get the word out about small independent podcasts like us and help us not get lost in the uh, cosmos of the algorithm. That is, that is not what we want. Well, welcome aboard. Welcome to another Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Monday. We are closing out Season 2 of The Clone Wars, and I couldn't be more excited to be in the midst of this young Boba Fett trilogy that we find ourselves in to close out the season. And uh, a lot of really good stuff in this episode and in our show for next week. And it's just fun to go back and sort of re-watch these. You know, I've mentioned it before. One of my biggest enjoyments of re-watching Star Wars The Clone Wars is... Because I know the the picture, the full picture for a lot of the characters, for Ahsoka in particular, like you can watch these early episodes with that with that character, and really see where does she comes from and how she grows and develops and changes over over time. And and going back and seeing those initial footsteps is really really fun and exciting. Young Boba is a character that we still don't. There's there's still a lot of mystery to his journey. But we are seeing those first footsteps now in this trilogy of episodes. And, you know, we will spend some more time with young Boba. You know, we talked a little bit uh, on the Quinlan Voss episode how uh, Boba was going to be part of a series of, of, of ep- episodes that was going to take place in uh, the, 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 count- the canceled, forfeited season six of Star Wars The Clone Wars before, before Disney unceremoniously canceled the show. You know, Boba was going to be a big part of that. We were going to get to see... Uh, Boba and Cad Bane get into it with each other, and, and that, apparently that was going to be what put the context to uh, that metal plate we saw in Cad Bane's head in in season one of the Bad Batch when he shows up to fight uh, Shan- Fennec Shand. Excuse me. So a, a lot of Boba's mystery is still intact, like we don't know. And you know, I like that a lot of it's still kind of unknown. 
sometimes you can damage a character by by removing that mystique from them and uh that's not something I'm, I'm too worried about in boba fett's case because i feel like we're getting enough uh stuff with him in the, his, his sort of quote-unquote current state you know where we we re-caught up with tamara morrison and we're going to get the boba fett show uh, and and i sort of talked about it in the podcast how maybe we'll get some flashbacks to a young boba fett and and, and some of the parts of his journey to shape me shaping him into the fearsome, most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. But yeah, there there is a little bit of, of concern sometimes when you, when you when you take away a character's uh, mystery, mystery and mystique. And 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 uh, I'm not again. I'm not too worried about that with Boba Fett because I think they have entrusted the right people to shape it. But these fun these are fun first steps to go back to. So no matter what, whether whether we we get more of his his sort of development filled in and fleshed fleshed out. Um, if we get that, that's great. If we don't, it's okay because we can. Go, we it's sometimes it's fun for us to paint the picture, isn't it? I that that was always one of my favorite parts about being a Star Wars fan back in the day, back in the '90s, because uh, we weren't getting a lot of stuff for Boba Fett. And I loved that character so much, uh, so it was fun to kind of take what was given to me, whether it was it was a snippet of line of dialogue from the role playing game or, or some stray line in an expanded universe novel. Or something from the Dark Horse comics, where you're like, "Oh, I can take that and run with it," you know. And at, at some point, we'll talk about some of the, the some of the the false origins that Boba Fett has had over time, uh, before you know, canon sort of of before his origin got kind of got canonized, you know, when before uh, Lucas had announced that he would be a part of the prequel series. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get into all that at some point down the road. But it's it's always fun and. Again, I like you know, having fun and filling in the blanks of some of these characters. And yeah, you know, maybe you're not always right, but it's it's kind of fun to be the one to be like, oh, what if what if this was what it was? And you know, you're probably wrong, but maybe you're right. Who knows? But that's the fun. Use your imagination. That's what Star Wars is all about, firing the imagination, right? All right, so yeah, there we go. Let's talk about this week's episode for Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. We are here for Season 2, Episode 21. R2 Come Home, original air date April 30th, 2010. Our plot for this week, when Anakin and Mace try to rescue Admiral Killian from his crashed cruiser, they walk into a trap set by Boba Fett and his bounty hunter associates. Then, it is up to R2-D2 to try and get a message out. Oh yeah, R2-D2 takes center stage in this Boba Fett episode, but that doesn't mean the, the Fett doesn't get some love in this one, don't worry about that. This episode directed by Giancarlo Volpe, written by Eohan Mahone, and our cast, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker, Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu, Jamie King is Aura Singh, Daniel Logan is Boba Fett, Robin Atkins Down is Castus, D. Bradley Baker is Clone Troopers and Bosk, Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano, James Arnold Taylor is Plo Koon, and Tom Kane is our narrator. And that's another fun aspect of this episode, too. We get to, we get to spend some more time with Plo Koon. We all know Plo is... Dave Filoni's favorite Jedi, and and so it's just fun when you get to see an episode with, with Plo Koon. Uh, do I want to read that yet? Yeah, let's read our Jedi fortune cookie for this week. Adversity is friendship's truest test, and uh, yeah, I think you can you can apply this pretty directly to Anakin and R two D two. Basically, I mean that is the truest test. I mean these two are characters 
they are they rely on each other. They are there for each other. They help each other out of scrapes and situations. Anakin will never abandon R2, and R2 will never abandon Anakin. And it's fun for them to explore that for for Mace Windu to bear witness to that and, and see that this, this you know not all droids are this disposable hunk of metal. You know, like they are unique in a lot of senses, especially a droid like R2D2. So that's a lot of fun. Something something to get into. And we'll talk more about that because Anakin and Mace have a, you know, they've always kind of had a unique sort of confrontational relationship with one another. And we do see that in this episode a little bit more, despite what they're going through together, despite what they've been through together thus far in the Clone Wars. Uh, You know, Mace was not in favor of Anakin getting the training. And I, I think that's always kind of been with Mace. I mean, he even says in episode three, that if Anakin stays at the temple while while he and the other masters go to arrest uh, Palpatine, that that's when he'll have his trust. So it's like it, Mace has never really trusted Anakin to this point. And is it because he is unpredictable and he does all these these uh, improvised plans, quote unquote, from from our last week's episode of the show, or, or excuse me, from two weeks back on the Zillowby Strikes Back episode? So they have an interesting dynamic between Anakin and Mace, but we've been spending seeing more of them with each other, which has been interesting too, especially the the contrasting dynamics of their personalities. So interesting stuff there. And we get a little bit more of that with this episode as as both of them are pinned and trapped down beneath uh, the the wreckage of the of the uh, the crash cruiser. So yeah, good good stuff. We're going to have some fun with this one and I can't wait to get into it. And yeah, let's do it. So you know what that means. It's time Strap on your buckets. Let's go. You're not kidding, little buddy. I don't like the feel of this place either. Your astromech is programmed to feel. R2 is kind of a special case. He's got a lot of personality, that's all. You encourage it too much. So before we dive headfirst into the episode, I do think it is worth discussing the title of this week's episode, R2 Come Home, and I have to ask the question that will lead to many more questions. Is this episode a tribute to Lassie? And do you know who Lassie is? <laughs> I know I am middle-aged person. Uh, but even even by my standards, Lassie was was an old TV show when I was a kid. But I, I don't know. I feel like Lassie's probably completely fond of the popular culture, uh, by but for for younger people. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the concept of Lassie, uh, Lassie is a dog, and Lassie had a TV show back in back in the golden age of television, and uh, the very much the, it was a, a, a formula of the week, and every week something would happen to Timmy. He'd fall down a well, and they say, Lassie, go get help. Timmy fell down a well, and Lassie would run off and he'd go get the sheriff or he'd go get a family member or whoever to come out and save Timmy. And that feels like what they're going for with the title of this episode. So, yeah, maybe maybe a bit of a callback to something, uh, the, the, the days of yore on television. Uh, and and uh, But it, it speaks to, it speaks volumes to, to R2-D2 and his, his loyalty and his dedication to be compared to, you know, quote-unquote man's best friend. So there's there's a lot to be kind of upset about R2 in, in, in that sort of lassie role in this episode. Uh, but in typical R2-D2 fashion, it's not as straightforward as 
I'm going to run off and go get help. It, it's, it's, there's more to it than that. Uh, R2-D2 very proactive at, at saving his, his, his friend and master's life. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it as we get into the episode, but I mean, R2-D2 basically home alones Boba Fett, Aura Singh, and uh, this guy Castus. I mean, they're, they're, they're stalking the wreckage of the crashed Jedi cruiser in an attempt to, if, if they aren't dead already, kill Anakin and Mace Windu and go collect the bounties on their bodies with Count Dooku. And R2 is there, and he stumbles across this, and he's there in a very passive way. Like, he's throwing things down chutes, he's getting uh, grenades off of dead clone troopers, and, yeah, it, it's very R2-D2 in its way. So, like, it, it may be the last concept in, in title, but in delivery, it's all R2 all the time. So this episode, remember from last week, uh, they are in, the, our Jedi heroes are in orbit around the planet Vancor, a planet we have been at in Season 1, the first episode where we meet Hondo Onaka. This is also where, um, this is also the planet where in that episode, Obi-Wan and Anakin are trapped in the cave and uh, pursued by Gundarks. So we are back on Vancor, and Gundarks are back in play here, as is Hondo Onaka. So, some interesting stuff going on there. Again, we, we remind you about the jumping around in the Star Wars timeline, the chronology of things. Because as things kind of play on this episode, you have to wonder. It's like, And we'll, we'll talk about it as we get to it. But Ahsoka, in particular, seeing Hondo doesn't seem to react to Hondo being Hondo. Like, is this her first time really seeing who that character is? So yeah, we're on, we're on Vancor. The Jedi cruiser has crashed. Anakin and Mace, after locating the cadets in space, have gone down to see if uh, Admiral Killian and any of the uh, command staff that stayed behind with him are okay and can be can be rescued and, and taken in for medical treatment or whatever they need. So that is the crux of things. And uh, yeah, that's where we'll start. So Mace and Anakin are entering the wreckage. They deploy their R2 units to scan for life forms and, and any signs of the crew. Meanwhile, those two astromechs are going to be hunted by the Gundarks that we just talked about. Meanwhile, Mace and Anakin are working their way through the wreckage. Let's play and see where they're at right now. They're dead. Executed like the troopers below. But I don't see Admiral Killian or Commander Pons. They must have been sucked into space when the cabin lost pressure. That was a bold, wild assertion, Mace Windu. So it's at this point that down in the hangar levels, or the lower levels of the ship even, that the Gundarks are making their move against the Astro Droids. And, you know, we're not going to play any sound clips from that because it's very visual. But one of the things that's really neat about this episode, uh, really kind of highlighting the fun of, of having the Astro Droids with you, particularly R2-D2, is I think this is one of the first times we get to see uh, shots from R2-D2's point of view, from his perspective. And you'll see that as he's kind of scanning the room, and there's another shot later on uh, when he's up and he, he sees the, the speeders, the swoop bikes coming in, uh, that we're like, oh, this is R2-D2's like, point of view, what he's seeing things. That's not a perspective that we are very familiar with thus far with the show. And I can't, I can't remember if we get to see that again in any, in any of the other upcoming droid-based episodes of the show or not. But this is definitely the first time we're seeing it, and I thought that was pretty cool, pretty darn cool. Mace Windu's astromech droid meets an untimely end of 
existence. And R2 is like, uh-oh, this is bad, bad news for me. But let's cut back to Mace and Anakin as they're about to stumble across something that is going to put them in a bit of a predicament for this episode. Is that a Mandalorian helmet? Here's the Gundars coming in on R2. What is that doing here? Clone cadets. Django Fett. Boba. Anakin, no! Uh-oh. Drop it! So the helmet's been bombed, or, yeah, bombed, right? They put a bomb in the helmet, and this is the booby trap. This is this is how they will kill Mace Windu and get Boba Fett his revenge against Mace for killing his father, Jango Fett. This is when we pull back as well. We see that Boba, Aura, and Bosk, and the other guy, Castus, are watching to see their, their trap be sprung. And they make the bold assumption that it worked out just fine. But as, as as tends to be the case, Jedi are really good at springing traps and not dying from them. Mace obviously catches it soon enough that he uses the Force to pull Anakin back. And they are able to get below before the explosion were to kill them. It does, however, pin them under a large amount of de debris and wreckage from the cruiser. And uh, this is when we will ultimately get our title of the episode when Anakin gives R2-D2 some vital instructions, and we'll get to those soon. But let's check in with Boba and Aura as they are uh, discussing the booby trap. Mace is dead. Are you happy now? I want to make sure he's dead. There's nothing left of Windu to find, Boba. But Boba's not satisfied with that answer, and so we're going to hear the, the, the new plan that these bounty hunters come up with to get paid even more than what they have for the hostages. Because this, this next sequence is where we will establish that they, in fact, have Admiral Killian and two members of his command crew, and they're going to ransom them back to the Separatists. But Boba, again, wants to be sure that Mace is dead, and he's going to put his two cents in there and show another way to get what he wants and for them to get more money out of it. I want to get off this planet now. This place is crawling with gun dogs, and besides, we got these hostages to drag along with us now. This extra baggage will fetch us a hefty sum from the Separatists. Well, it's a lot of trouble for not enough payout, if you ask me. You haven't even done anything. I've taken all the risks. Quiet, Rotchard. Oh. I wouldn't do that. Count Dooku will pay us well if we bring back the Jedi's head. Dooku might pay us for killing Windu. Then we're looking at a profit. No. Oh, well, I... Now relax. Boba is right. To get paid, we need proof of Windu's death. And if we killed Skywalker, we can ask for double. All right, next we have R2-D2 finding Anakin and Mace pinned underneath, underneath the collapsed bridge, basically. And this is where we get the, the title of the episode. Check it out as Anakin talks to his Astro Droid. Careful, R2. I'm afraid the whole bridge will collapse. I need you to go back to the fighters and call the temple for help, okay? <coughs> okay? 
Go get help. We'll hold out as long as we can. Go on, R2. Go on. Alright, now it's time for R2-D2 to do some good deeds. But this is also when he sees the, the, uh, the swoop bikes racing in, coming to check on their kills, basically. And he R2-D2, smart enough droid to know that Anakin and Mace Windu are in trouble with these bounty hunters, with this you know, this, this, this scum and villainy of the galaxy coming towards uh, his buddy, his boy, his man, his Anakin. And this is when this is when R2D2 begins to home alone them, and it, I I love it. I can't I can't get enough of it. it. It cracked me up. I thought it was fun, and they never even really know that's a droid until much much later, and that even makes it more delightful. So, in, or um, excuse me, R2D2 is sending more debris down at the bounty hunters, and uh, let's listen in as uh, Aura sing and, and we we get to know more about Costas in this episode that. Uh, it's gonna knock the shake out well for him next week, that's for sure. Look out! Oh, this place is a death trap! When I hired you, I didn't realize that you were such a coward. Well, I don't wanna be next! Alright, so they're gonna keep trying to make their way up to the, where the bridge was at, where the bomb went off, so they can try to find the bodies of Anakin and Mace Windu. RGG was going to keep countering them. He's finding new things to throw at them, new things to drop at them. Uh, and eventually they're going to be up, up a, coming, it looks like they're coming up with a turbo uh, shaft. And this is when RGG is going to drop a grenade at them, which is pretty darn cool to see. Uh, all in a very Star Wars Home Alone kind of way. Uh, and this is when Aura is going to have to change the plan because, uh, yeah, she doesn't want to die in this place either. There's a couple different moments in this episode that I, I want everyone to pay attention to. Obviously, I think we know what kind of person Aura Singh is going into, into the show, and we are going to have a, a special on Aura coming up uh, very, very soon, probably for the Friday show for this, uh, for this week. So get ready for that. But she sort of... She has a protectiveness of Boba Fett, but it's sort of a lie, if you will. It's sort of because of the usefulness that Boba, 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 that Boba presents and provides. She thinks Boba Fett's useful. She can mold Boba. Uh, but she's sort of a cold person. She's not an emotionally attached kind of person. And you see that at various points. When they first get into their checking that wreckage and a piece of debris almost falls down and kills Boba Fett, and she just kind of gives him this look. And it's, it's sort of says, like, you're useful to me. But if you die, you die. And it's, it's, think about that. Keep that in the back of your heads as we're watching this episode, and in particular when we get into next week's episode. Remember what kind of, of being we are dealing with in Ara Singh. So keep, please keep that in mind. And then uh, in just a moment, we're going to play for you the plan that she comes up with next. So yeah, this is right after R2's dropped a grenade on him. And they've started to head enough. This is this is like, in Home Alone parlance, this is like about the time that uh, they get hit in the face with paint cans. That's it. We're out of here. No one can survive this place. I did I could. I hate to agree with Castus, but there's a better way to do this. But Aura. Now she's making the call to Bosk. Bosk, fire up slave one. We're going to blast what's left of this ship to pieces. I'll be ready when you arrive. 
All right, so Bosque was pulling the hostages into Slave 1 at that point. That's when you hear the kind of cutback. All right, so now that the bounty hunters are getting out of there, R2 is going to make his way to the ship, and this is when the Gundarks return to harass and harangue him. R2 has to sacrifice one of the ships in order to get the Gundark away from him and basically kills the Gundark in a pretty uh, clever clever move. But he does waste one of the ships. But what's neat about this, this turns into... Um, they assume that Mace, at very least Mace Windu, is in the Jedi Starfighter. So they pull off and pursue the ship that R2-D2 is in and piloting by himself, thinking that it's Mace or Anakin. I think they presume Mace more than Anakin at this point. Uh, but it draws Bosk and the rest of the bounty hunters away in Slave 1 in pursuit of the ship, of the Jedi starship that they think has Mace. Uh, it's a neat scene because, because A, we get to see uh, Slave 1 doing some damage on the Jedi cruiser as, uh, as it makes a couple strafing runs across the ship in pursuit of the Jedi starfighter. And... Yeah, we get to see Boba Fett on the gunner on the on the gunning range. We get to remember last week we got to see how good he, of a gunner he is, uh, but he gets outsmarted by a droid in this one. Uh, R two zigs when he was going to zag, and and Boba Fett buys it, blows up the wrong hyperspace ring, and this allows R two to jump into hyperspace and make his way back to the Jedi Temple. But it's a great action sequence. It takes up a, a decent amount of time, but it's a really really good sequence. And uh, I'll play a little clip for it. Yeah. I think there's a little chatty talky part right here. I was actually so excited about the the action sequence that I, I did want to play this sequence between Anakin and Mace as they're pinned down and and Anakin uh, expressing his frustration at, at being trapped. Ugh, I hate just sitting here. Calm yourself, Skywalker. We'll soon see if the faith you put in that droid is worth it. All right, that is the power with R two and the gun darks. But yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna head we're gonna fast forward a bit and get to. Boba Fett and the bounty hunters in pursuit of R2, even though they don't realize it's just an asteroid piloting that ship. All right, so here we go. Lots of action, lots of noises coming up. You'll know these sound effects. Don't worry. Two rings. Mark 3-5. They're powering up. If we can take out the rings, he'll be trapped. Which one? Destroy them both. You can't get range. You'll get one shot at this, kid. Got you, Windu. No! Well, there goes a fortune. Nice work, kid. Yeah, that stings. Boba Fett does not like that very much. And R2, great flying by R2. You wonder if he maybe picked up a few moves from Anakin himself, you know? He always said spinning's a good move, right? And <laughs> that's what he does. Does a big loop-de-loop. -loop. Makes him think he's going to the yellow ring. Goes to the other ring instead. Sweet flying by R2. I did skip a teensy bit ahead because I... There is a reason why, why R2 was flying the ship. He attempted to make the communication with the ship to the temple to call for help, but... Slave One had initiated a jamming frequency over the area, and so that was that was why R two decided to get into the ship so he could fly out of the jamming range. That was when Boss decided to pursue because they were like, "Oh, there's Mace. He's trying to get away. We have to get out of here. Get after it." And so R two is trying to get away from the jamming frequency so he can make that transmission to the Jedi Temple. Uh, it's not until Boba Fett, with a precise targeting, blows up his comrade. 
So the R2 is forced to have to go back to the temple himself. He cannot make communication. So I, I skipped over that part of things. I was just so excited that I completely skipped over my notes here and read things a little bit out of order. So my apologies here, but I, I'm sure you watched episode two and you, you know that key beat as well. So there wasn't just, it wasn't that Anakin, or I'm sorry, it wasn't that R2 was being like blatantly defiant of, of what Anakin said in, in contacting the temple. It's that once the Kamarae was out, he had no choice but to go back to the temple because again, earlier in the episode, Mace sends away the uh, the rescue ship to take the, the survivors they did find to a medical base. So let's go catch up with what Aura wants to do next because uh, she still has plans. What's our next move? Great. Well, this has gone well. Windu will be back here with a fleet. He'll hunt us down. Don't count on it. The Jedi don't carry grudges. But I have ways of motivating him. We'll make Windu come to us next time, on our terms. Now let's get out of here. I want to regroup. All right, so they're taking off. And I misspoke earlier when I said that, that Hondo is on uh, Vancor. That's incorrect. He's on Florum, but they're going to Florum. And, but you understand. Hopefully you understand and you'll forgive me for that oversight. I got a little ahead of myself for next week's episode. And uh, please, I apologize. And please, please, I, I, I ask for your forgiveness. But yeah, let's get back to R2, getting to the Jedi Temple and uh, delivering his message. This is when... Uh, he interrupts a meeting with Plo Koon, which, that's always fun, right? I'm sure Plo, Plo is uh, very interested in what R2 has to say, so let's check that sequence out right now. And I really like the part where with uh, R2 kind of bumping into all the other Astro droids in the Jedi Temple as he hurriedly finds, goes to find someone to help him help Anakin. R2? Stop it! R2, what's wrong? Ahsoka, you know this droid? It's Anakin's droid, R2-D2. Well then, R2, deliver the message you so obviously need to communicate. What's funny about this sequence here is uh, R2's interrupted this meeting that Plo Koon is, is having with other Jedi Masters, and you see the holograms of the other Jedi Masters around this table, and they're sort of just watching in, in sort of a weird uh, befuddlement. Like, what is happening right now? You can kind of see it on, on these Jedi faces. It's, it's pretty uh, amusing to look at. But uh, here we go. R2's about to plug in and deliver the message. I need you to go back to the fighters and call the temple for help, Okay. <laughs> Okay? Prepare my ship. We shall leave immediately. We should also talk a moment about Plo Koon. We haven't done a Plo Koon dedicated uh, podcast just yet, but Plo is supposed to be, you know, the top Jedi star pilot of the, of the entire order. So I'd, I would like to Sunday talk about his piloting skills versus Anakin's piloting skills. Uh, they've sort of alluded to some stuff, a, a bit of a piloting rivalry between the two. Uh, but I can't remember if they do that in the Clone Wars or if that was something from some of the old expanded universe canon. But P Plo Koon is supposed to be a, an exceptional pilot. And, and again, like the sort of de facto best pilot in the galaxy, at least until Anakin Skywalker. But we'll have to have that conversation another day. Let's go back to the Jedi Cruiser. I want to play the sequence between uh, Mace and Anakin as they're talking about Jango Fed and what happened on Geonosis. 
Mace is using the force to call the helmet that had the bomb in it over to him, and he's staring at the half of it. Whose helmet is that anyway? It belongs to a bounty hunter I killed on Geonosis by the name of Django Fett. You mean the clone template? Yes. Strangely enough, he had a son. Or at least a clone he regarded as a son. His name is Boba Fett. I remember now. Obi-Wan listed him in his report on Kamino. Boba was on Geonosis when his father died. He watched as I killed him. Uh, that would complicate things. Indeed. Alright, more explosions. But there's going to be some more... more we're, we're not done playing stuff yet. I wanted to ask the question, uh, because I'm very curious to know what you all think. Is that actually Jango Fett's helmet? Or is it just a, a random Mandalorian bucket that they decided to use for the bomb? I, I sort of don't think that Boba Fett would blow up his father's armor. But again, I'm also not 100% certain that he's in possession of Jango's armor at this point in, in, his, in his history. I don't remember if that's something that they've established that he collected it after Geonosis or not, or if it's something he has to go back to get later. I, 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 if I were to believe anything, it's that he does indeed have it. You see in Attack of the Clones the shot of Boba holding the helmet to his head. I'm assuming he took his father's armor that day when he made his escape from Geonosis. So that, that's also why I, I sort of doubt that he actually blew up his father's helmet. He probably has another... He got They acquired another Mandalorian helmet at some point, and they probably blew that up, would be my guess. My thinking is that he has... that The helmet that Boba Fett wears now is the helmet of his father, just repainted and repurposed. What do you all think? Am I way off? Send me links. Let me know if I'm missing something. I'd love to, I'd love to know more. And uh, yeah, we'll get to the next uh, audio sequence here in just a sec. Oh, and here it is right now. <coughs> your astromech has been gone too long. He must have failed to deliver your message. R2 will come through. <coughs> All right. Meanwhile, the Jedi are swooping in to come and save the day. They're, they got the troop transports. They're going to Commander Wolf is there. And Ahsoka and Plo are going to use the Force to uh, hold back the debris and pull the troopers and the Jedi out of safety, out to safety before everything collapses down on them, which is what happens very, very quickly after they get the two out. So let's go ahead and get to our, our, our closing uh, sequence here. And, and let's uh, listen in as our characters kind of catch up with one another. And Mace has some kindness for a certain somebody in this episode. We were lucky to arrive when we did. Guess we have R2 to thank for that. Come here, droid. I can see why your master trusts you, little one. Good job. Huh. That's definitely more praise than I ever get. And there you have it, folks. That is it. That is R2 Come Home, our, our Lassie tribute of an episode for Star Wars The Clone Wars. Possibly, perhaps, maybe kind of, sort of. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a good episode. I've enjoyed the R2-D2 focused episodes up to this point in in the series. Uh, there are some, if memory serves, I think there's a, a droid arc in season four, maybe five, that I'm just, it, it kind of ran a bit long for me. At least that's my memory of the memory of the initial watch through. Like I said earlier, though the rewatch has been a lot of fun though because, yeah, I can reconnect with these things in a different way, and my point of view on them has changed quite a bit over time too. So that's a lot of fun. So we'll see if that holds up. I dig this episode though. I love the two shots with those two shots from from R 2s point of view, from his perspective. Um, again, Mace and Anakin in a position where they have to rely on on R two to save them. And it, it causes Mace to sort of question his thought on droids and their usefulness. And now Mace is forced to confront what he did on Geonosis, the killing of Jango Fett and the effect that that has on a small boy uh, who watched him do it. And we'll get to talk about more about that later on uh, in next week's show because that's when we're including when, when, we, when we are concluding. Our Star Wars The Clone Wars rewatch Mondays for Season 2 of the show. And I'm so, so excited that we're here. We've made it to this point. Uh, for for a rating for this episode, I, I'm going to give it an 8. I really, I just really like R2-D2. We get more Plo Clo- Koon. And, and again, you spend some time with some bounty hunters. And that's always a good time for me. So I'm always having a good time with that. All right. So, yeah. That's this week's show. I want to put a programming note out there. Uh, I'm currently recording shows uh, well in advance of when they're going to be being released because uh, in the month of September, I will be on vacation. But I'm trying to have a, a bunch of episodes banked and loaded and ready to go uh, so that there's going to be at least one episode of the show for the time that I'm gone. And I think it's going to work out okay, but there may be one week where there isn't going to be an episode. At least not a Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays because we will probably run out of Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. I'm going to put a little pause between Season 2 and Season 3. Uh, like I said, the, I, the plan is to still have an episode for that week. It just won't be Season 3. We, won't, we will not kick off Season 3 until I'm back in town. So that being said, we will have some special episodes like we've been doing with, with Quinlan Voss, like we've been doing with, with, with Emperor Palpatine and some of the the uh, retroactive continuity-ish things that are going on in Star Wars. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit more focused on what we're watching in these final episodes. Like I said, we, talk, we talked about doing an episode with Aura Singh. And there'll be some other fun ones in there as well. So have fun with them, basically. But know that uh, um, if you get upset with me, <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not happy with me, then there's not much I can do about it until I get back into town. But by all means, you know what to do. Reach out via social media and let me know you're unhappy because I, I'm, I'm always listening. I'll still have my phone with me. I'll still be checking that. So you know where to get a hold of me. It's at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at Tom at gmail.com. Thank you so, so much. And I hope you, again, I hope you're having as much fun rewatching this show as I am. I'm having a blast. And I can't wait to rock it into season three of the show when we get back. And season three, I haven't done the math on it just yet. But if I get to the, the, the point, there might be a point where we double up on episodes. Because I would really would like to get season three of the show finished before the Book of Boba Fett launches at the end, in, you know, in December, towards the end of the year. So there, we may bunch up some episodes of that into into the two weeks instead of having the uh, the special episodes on Fridays right now. So we'll, we'll see. I haven't sat down and looked at the calendar just yet, 
but I will hash that out and I will keep you all informed as soon as I uh, make my decision. But you all, all you longtime listeners know, I make my decision one week and then I change it the next. So <laughs> keep that in mind, but I will keep you informed as we get closer and closer to those episodes. So I thank you all so, so much for listening. My name is Tom, Nargai Tom. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the show. I can't believe that you're all still here. <laughs> Remember, the best way to support the show is by liking, subscribing, and sharing it with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, recommending it to people who are in life debts to you and you have life debts too, and sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews in an insanely helpful way to help small independent shows like us stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. The, the galactic shuffle of Star Wars podcasts. There's so many, so many Star Wars podcasts, and there's so many good ones uh, that, yeah, we all have to try and help each other out, right? So, even if if you're listening to this show and you have a podcast, find another podcast that you like and and try to five star review for them. I'm gonna do the same thing because, yeah, we're all in this together, right? That's what makes it so much fun, and I think we're all our passion has what brought has brought us all here to this place where we're doing podcasts about Star Wars. So why not help spread the word about? the other passion that creators have that of a show that you like. Why not? Why not? We all got into this for the same reasons. All right, that being said, let's get out of here. I want everyone to stay safe, stay smart, stay amazing, and stay in your bucket because this podcast can only end one way. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.